You have stumbled upon Stars of Tomorrow, where every Friday, I, Mr. Thrive, interview someone like actor and musician, Keandra Wood, who has not yet been discovered. This up-and-coming podcast talked with the up-and-coming. Keandra, I love that song you just played. That was, that was... Thank groovy, you. Thank groovy, you. Thank man. You. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a blues man. I'm a blues man at heart. Yeah, Most sure, definitely. sure, sure. Uh, I mean, music is a part of you. I think without music, you wouldn't have you. How did that start exactly? Um, my my parents. It all starts from my parents. They, yeah, uh, they raised me on various genres of music, and it just stuck with me. And here I am today with a guitar in my hand and a, a big dream in my future sure yeah. what does that dream include exactly um i mean it's not just so much music um i am an actor as well but um just enlightening the world with my creativity i love it man in all senses in all sorts of senses and fashions yeah. sure mm-hmm. sure what's something new that you think you can bring to the table um it's funny because my style is an older style like it i listen to a lot of older music so it it couldn't it's not necessarily something that's so new but it's 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 new today but it's from the past you're bringing something sense. classic back to exactly, me kind of forgotten exactly and kind of intertwining that with a a new feel as well that's yeah. that's neat what inspires that exactly uh jimmy hendrix jimmy nice okay jimmy hendrix i mean i know it sounds pretty cliche um, to say that as a guitarist because he is the greatest guitarist and has been for the last 60, 70 years. But how do you not get inspired by that? I, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, in my original time or when I first started playing, um, I just listened to a ton of Jimi Hendrix. Like sure. a ton. A lot of his interviews and it, it literally just catapulted me into this brain wave length thing that... I could never get rid of now. And, yeah. Um, I love it. And it, it, it showed me, it opened me up to other music as well. Um, like I said, I'm a big blues fan, but I'm also very much a rock and roll fan, um, very much a funk fan, um, reggae even, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, classical music here as well. Um, but it, Jimi Hendrix started it all for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's remarkable. I, I, I never obviously got to witness his his presence in, in any capacity but i did go to uh this last july the paul mccartney concert oh, at wow. dodger stadium oh and paul mccartney between like every other song he would talk about uh a different uh experience that he had in his rock career okay with the beatles oh um, that was wild and and he told us about uh him meeting Jim, Jimi hendrix and uh, apparently Jimi Hendrix used to put a vibrator on his guitar and make a wild sound. Do you know about that? No, I actually, that's a new fact. I learned something new every day. I've never heard that. So before. he would that take a, crazy. he would take a vibrator and J- Paul McCartney told us a story about like, he would take a vibrator and he opened up his show by putting it on his guitar and playing a song and it would make this very wild sound that no one has ever heard before. But the problem is if you do that, totally takes the tune out of your guitar oh so he would constantly have to retune it well the thing is is that he didn't know how to tune his guitar oh my gosh oh weird so 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 right so then suddenly uh i think paul mccartney was just being a a fan at one of his shows and after he opened up his 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 set like that he 
was about to play the next song and he realized his guitar was totally screwed and he actually asked someone in the audience to help him tune his guitar. Wow. And, and Paul McCartney... Screwed literally or figuratively with the vibrator. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And, and all Paul McCartney could do was just like have his hand over his head. Oh, I'm not here right now. I don't want to help. That is so <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Jimi Hendrix is known for quite um, eccentric behaviors. I... I uh, that guy is um he's amazing though. What what's what, what's some, what's more about Jimi Hendrix that I don't I don't know about cuz I don't really know much about him. I just know that he's he's been a prolific figure in the music world and guitar especially. Sure. Um, well, we obviously know about his drug use. Okay. Um he was very much so into LSD at the time. Okay. And the man used to I mean, I'm sure this is a, a kind of a known fact. You gave me one. I, that's crazy. But this one, um, I'm pretty sure more people probably know than not. He used to soak his headband in LSD. It's like soak it. And then he'd tie it around his head. And as you know, like, or if you don't know, LSD will get absorbed through the body. If, if what? it's touched. So he would soak his headband, the whole thing, in LSD, tie it around his head. And all of that is going straight to his brain. And oh then my he would God. be on stage just wiling out. And that's probably the reason for a lot of his great music i'd imagine it's what crazy yeah wait, wait, wait but, but how does he not like run away from the magical dragon Die. as soon as his <laughs> how, how does he not how does that not trip him out i don't know you're man. saying his I, tolerance to lsd was that that high, high. I, Jesus. I remember watching an interview i think it was with keith richards um, and he, they were all doing, this was back in the sixties when I'm sure this was very um, prevalent and they were all doing acid. And I think, um, Keith Richards did some, like, like a drop and Jimi Hendrix was like, Oh yeah, how about a little more? How about some more? Huh? And he just kept going and, and the guy's just looking at him like, wait a minute, what planet are you about to go to? And he just was comfortable on that planet. Right. Like, I, he was able to do that. And I mean, that could make a big reason why he has not um he has not left the number one position for best guitarist of all time for this long I oh mean, yeah I, sure to get to that mindset and play guitar i can only imagine i mean if it takes that not too many people are sure. too comfortable doing that like i what does having an open mind like that do for a guitarist like yourself um it, it opens up so many musical options like the guitar is pretty much limitless Especially when you add an electric guitar, because I'm playing an acoustic right here, but especially when you add an electric guitar and pedals and effects, it's just like a limit, limit, uh, limitless amount of, of musical notation and sounds out here in this universe. And I would imagine when you open your mind that way, it opens you up to that, to things that you can't really find when you're not so inebriated. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what a wild journey. Dude. Yeah. Died at 27. It's freaking, I mean... Is that all, how young he died? Dude, his whole career is four years. All we know about Jimi Hendrix was 23 to 27. It's like... So he's the James Dean of music, Oh, isn't most he? definitely. Yeah. Almost definitely. And he's not, I mean, it's not really changing. I mean, there's a few guitarists of mine who I, I really, really love that have came close, but I mean, it's still such a wide gap. Right. Like, I I didn't actually realize that his life was that short. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. I mean, he, he made it at 23 and he didn't even make it in America either. Like, okay. He was playing in a few bands and like, uh, he'd be playing with people when he start over, over, um, overshadowing them. Like his star power was just a little bit too much. And he'd be playing a show and his band would mess up on purpose behind him just so he would sound bad. And that was just happening in America. He just couldn't really 
get it together here. Well, that's petty. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, it's super. I, I'll be honest. That's happened to me before, too. Really? Yeah, yeah. How, it, when, when did that happen? Um, I was with a band, a little jam band, um, some time ago. And we were all playing and uh, just kind of jamming. And then all of a sudden, I noticed that they started to go off key. And I'm like, why, why are you guys? I mean, I was doing my thing. And I thought we were all kind of going together. But then they just started going off. Um, and uh, I, I guess I can kind of relate. I'm not Jimi Hendrix, but I can kind of relate in a sense where, you know, if somebody feels a certain way, they're, they'll mess you up on purpose. They'll try and take your your shine away or whatever that I, I've is. never heard of this. Is, 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 is this a common practice for when uh, and, someone begins to shine a little bit more than the others? Yeah, I would imagine so. Someone playing bad behind you and messing you up on purpose just so, like, yeah. you're out of there. You well, know? yeah, it's, it's fucked. So, <laughs> but so, yeah, Jimi Hendrix, uh, he, he was doing that and just playing all these shows, and he's playing with, like, a lot of great artists that we most people probably don't know about, um, like, starting before he got really big yeah and uh he was in a bar in new york playing and he a manager from england actually saw him because there was a huge blues and rock and roll thing going on in england and he they brought him over to england and the rest is history then he came back to america and we all accepted him with open arms after he'd already made it like right boo that you know yeah Come on, man. kind of the van gogh story yeah where he like, only becomes famous after his right after the fact yeah right so i mean it's uh you know it's Jimi Hendrix's story in a nutshell. I could, you know, I, I know so much information about that guy. It's so interesting. I, I don't know anything now that I think about it. I don't know anything about Jimi Hendrix besides that he did rock. Did he do any other kind of music as well? Um, blues, blues, rock, yeah. um, kind of psychedelic, which ties into rock. Do you do psychedelic? Um, my my tunes can get a little psychedelic at okay. times. Yeah, okay. Most when, when does it cross over to psychedelic? When I... When that wah hits, that uh, wah, 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 maybe like a like a delay, you know. Okay. Just when the, when when you when those pedals hit and those sounds come together and sure. make something that sh- isn't really natural, that's I would imagine that's when it's kind of psychedelic. Right, right. <laughs> do you do you think that you belonged in a different decade, but you were wrong in the you were born in the wrong time? Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. You're you're definitely. a '70s and '60s kid. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah at heart, but um, but yeah. Someone has to keep it afloat, you know, and I know there's, you know, there's, it's not just me. There's a bunch of other guitarists and musicians out there who still appreciate that, that time and that art form, but I'm, I'm a part of that group, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think you are. I, I, I've, when I first met you, uh, the first thing I could tell is you're a free spirit. Definitely. That's why, that's why I asked you to be on the show today. Sure. Thank you. And, um, I'm glad you're here. Mm -hmm. Uh, where were you born? I was born in uh, Vallejo, California. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. That's in the Bay Area, right? It's in the Bay Area. It's right outside of San Francisco, maybe about 30 minutes outside of That's San Francisco. That's right, yeah. Um, spent a little time there. Not not too long, but um, after that, my uh, my mother and I, we actually moved to Orange County. Okay. And uh, she was working there a little bit, and I went to maybe like a year or two of school there. And then we moved back to Northern California uh, to Sacramento. A little bit of a zigzag, huh? Yeah, right there in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. Um, pretty much a straightaway after that, though. We, we stayed in Sacramento until I was 18. Sure. And so. where does the music tie into all that? Um, so I actually used to play sports. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I got hurt. And out of nowhere, um, like it almost felt like the guitar fell out the heavens. I, <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I mean, I always wanted to play it. 
but I just never had the gumption to, I guess, go ahead and do it. Sure. And I got hurt, and I needed a new um, way of uh, expression because basketball was that at that time. It's like my relief to all the the bullshit of life, right? So out of nowhere, the guitar, you know, I just I said, hey, I'm buying a guitar. Bought it, and I haven't put it down. Never looked back since I was back in 2009. Who taught you guitar? I taught myself. You taught yourself I guitar? I taught myself how to play guitar. That's not an easy feat, is it? I, you know, I don't know. I, I would actually, I would have to look at somebody and see their like learning process and see how long it takes them to compare it to mine. Sure, yeah. But I, I mean, I, yeah, sure. I think that's kind of difficult. I, I like to go on the meetup app and just like look at, you know, local uh, groups in the area. And I always see guitar jamming uh like meetup groups oh really yeah all the time all you know and that's why i think to myself like it can't be an easy instrument to learn you need that group to like support you i would think sure takes a village you know yeah most definitely but Um, you are your own village yes that's remarkable and not only that my my mom hated the idea that i was doing it too so that didn't really help your mom didn't like you playing guitar she didn't really like no she didn't really want me to play guitar i'm surprised to hear that why yeah um I guess you know in her her time, or this is what I could I could only imagine or guess, that like you know musicians don't really live a life of um, a great financial gain. You know, um, like the your your average musical artist doesn't make it. You know, it's like it's a hard life, and you know obviously our parents want us to make it and be financially independent and so on and so forth. So I, th- I think that was the best thing. But actually, you know, when years went by and as I got better, she, she appreciated it more. Um, and, you know, now she really doesn't mind it. It's, it's pretty amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of seen her whole, like, don't do this. I hate it. Oh, okay. All right. That's, okay, you're good. Do what you do what you got to do. Yeah. How'd you hurt yourself in sports? Oh, man. Uh, I tore my ACL. Yeah. It's like the worst one. Yeah, career ending actually for me. Yeah. I was getting recruited by Long Beach State and UC Santa Barbara at the time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was I was really um I wanted to go to the NBA. I was gonna I really wanted to take it the whole the whole way. Yeah. Um, but that that did it for me. Yeah, it was it was unfortunate, but uh life happens and you either let it make or break you. I, oh yeah. I can only you know, that's the only way I can think about that. Uh, you you hear these stories all, all the time about like athletes or even musicians or actors even who have either made a mistake or have broken themselves in some capacity, um, and they make the best out of it. Uh, they they turn, uh, you know, when life throw, throws you lemons, kind of situation. Mm-hmm. What besides the guitar? What's something that helps you turn that into lemonade that's acting that would that would have to be my um my my creative endeavor of acting was that theater you started Um, out with it's yeah started off in some theater yeah theater out there um you know just doing little plays here and there i i felt like i kind of had the the knack for acting when i was able to take a script and and memorize it and portray the character really good and, and um be convincing what were some plays that you did um what was that uh it was um Oh, you're a poetry guy too, uh, Langston Hughes. Okay, do you know about that guy? Yeah, I know a little, a little bit about, about Langston him, yeah. Hughes. I played him in a in a a theater project some time ago. It's memory's kind of kind of shot right now, but it's uh it was about it was about him about Langston Hughes. 
Um, I did another one about Dr. Martin Luther King. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty amazing. And I'll just take a wild guess here. You were not Martin Luther King. I was not Martin Luther King. No, I was not. I was definitely a part of it, but I was not Dr. Martin Luther King, no. Um, But that kind of put the little um, little seeds in there for when I was to eventually grow up and, and, uh, and, and dive into this. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's remarkable, dude. So you started planting these seeds, mm-hmm. and I mean, where where do you go from there? Um, well, from there, I uh, I I played sports. I that's just kind of my calling, like I said. And then um, after I got injured and I started playing guitar, I came up with the idea in my head. I was like, you know what? I think acting is the best thing for me. So after upon me graduating high school, I took this uh, intensive. Yeah, it's an acting intensive uh, from where I'm from in Rancho Cordova, California, and um, by a man named Charlie Holiday. Okay. He's a very, very seasoned actor, and he's a he's a great guy. If anybody's in Rancho Cordova and needs acting lessons or classes, I would highly recommend this guy. His name is Charlie Holiday. He is a is an amazing, amazing actor. Um, off top, um, and I took this intensive with him. It was like a a year. Well, it was usually a year class, but he threw it all into three months. So I got all this cr- crazy information. And he gave you the boot camp the, of acting. Yes. Wow. Very much so. And, and you know, upon me finishing that, uh, I believe his last words were, you know, kid, you're going to go far. Just keep keep being the way you are. Um, you know, a very humble soul and, and respect respectful guy well, and it will take you far in hollywood well, it looks like me and charlie holiday have an opinion in common oh, that's thanks, great man thank you i appreciate it that's really cool thank you uh oh, that's great so what are some of the steps that you've taken since coming to hollywood oh man they, it's been a roller coaster it's <laughs> been bet. a roller coaster i bet yeah because at the beginning um you know i was i was doing music and and acting uh, and you know i realized that both of them just demand so much creativity from your mind it's like you couldn't you can't possibly do them both so it took me a little bit to realize you know like which one like i want to just like go forward with and and acting has kind of kind of been that for me um with the uh intensive that i took i literally packed up all my stuff in my car had my guitar buckled to my uh in my passenger seat and i took off to hollywood and um i was signed with a few agencies um about five. About five. Okay. Like, yeah, like what? Like, <laughs> Who says that? I don't know. I had a great start. I had a great start to my career. Sure. Um, and uh, I did a little modeling as well. But that kind of came with the, the territory with acting with the um, agency I was signed with. And, um, you know, uh, I, I I was acting a lot in the beginning and then... Like I, I met the few couple guys in Koreatown when I moved there, and music just kind of took. It just kind of happened naturally. It was like music became the main. Yeah, thing. it was, and then and then it switched back to acting. Okay. And it's 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 so weird. <laughs> it's right. Like, like it's just like like this design for my life. It's sure. Like, you know, and I feel like going further, getting older. It's like I needed to go through all this, like all this experience and all that will tie into why I possibly can be at a certain. A certain level, if that makes sense. It's like the experience is, is there, you know? Sure. And uh, I love it. I love everything creative. Anything and everything creative, I freaking love. Like, to death. Right. That goes with artwork, too. Man. I'm just a very creative person, man. Was and, there ever uh, a, a, 
I'll, I'll call it a medium of artwork that you just did, did not resonate with you? Yes. And actually was my music. Um, it was it was my guitar. Like I, it was it was so hard to play. Like I would hear these these sounds in my head, but my mind was somewhere else, and I I I, I just wasn't playing very much. Yeah, yeah, it, I, I really wasn't. Um, but creativity never leaves you. You know, it's just uh, especially if you are a creative, it's just something that's there. You know, and um, you have to you have to do something with it. You know, I uh, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Huh? You know, you just gotta, you gotta go. I love your approach to that. It's true. It is a terrible thing to waste. And I think that if you spend it, if you spend your life, uh, you know, just following the invisible carrot that society has promised you will lead to success Mm. and Mm, you mm, keep mm. closed minded about it Mm. and just focus on that one possibility of a carrot, uh, you you'll have to convince yourself you're happy in order to feel happy. Right, right. But feeling definitely. happy doesn't mean you are happy. Exactly. Most yeah. definitely. That's uh that's you hit it you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, Thanks, man. I yeah, appreciate that's it. That's exactly what I was trying <laughs> trying to convey, but you said it way better. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um Oh yeah, no, I have moments like that all the time where where I try to I try to say something. I have this great thought in my head. About how something's gonna sound. Oh man! And then the moment Sorry, I say life. it, I hate it. Mm, mm, mm. Um, there's this coworker of mine who she wanted, like, like she she said she was gonna roast me or something like that. So I said, I'm gonna roast you back. Then I'm gonna throw mean names at you. And then I saw her like the next day. It was the day after, and I said, "What up, butt face?" And like in my head, that sounded so much Surfing. better. But then like three people looked at me like, "Who are you talking Wait to?" Like that butt face, right? <laughs> and then I was like. Uh, okay. I'm gonna leave the room now. <laughs> so then I came back to her like an hour later, and I was like, "Hey, uh, I hope that wasn't weird." And she's like, "She said she looks to me and says, calm down.'" That is so funny. And I was like, "Okay." And then she says, "She says to me, yeah, if you're gonna roast me, I need something better than that sibling bullshit. If you're gonna roast me, you call me a motherfucking bitch. You oh, understand?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, said, "Whoa, said, okay. none, of that, none of that second grade shit." Right? Yeah. <laughs> Keep that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just funny. don't think I'm cut out for roasting sure. that hey. coworker yet. <laughs> hey, man, Com- comedy is a um, another like obviously it's a it's a genre of acting. Sure, but I am um, I'm. A big fan of laughing. I think it is so good for the mind and soul. I try and laugh as much as I can right. throughout the day. Watch anything that's funny. Listen to somebody funny. Um, just smile and laugh. I I try and implement that into my daily routine. You know why? You know what I think is really interesting about laughter is that human beings are the only species that can laugh that can laugh interesting and i've always thought about like why why is that what makes us so different that we have the ability to laugh and who like i, I don't know i mm. i just i don't get it why can't why, why don't i uh, name a name an animal that that could laugh why don't birds laugh oh, i don't know right, I, right, you know right, it's, right, a, right. It's, it's a it's a silly idea interesting but like, and that just goes so far into our mind right the complex thing that it is and it's it's so it's so rich and so complex you know that like even with me it's hard for me to um like get on the surface level with people uh, in conversations or just thought 
because it's like, do you hold on? Do you know how deep your your mind is? And, and <laughs> do you know what's in it? Right. You know, you know what's possible. And then you meet people who who they oh. they don't really know how to answer that because they're so used to the super the superficial uh, oh, level that they've just kind of lived their life at, and they don't realize that they haven't expanded their mind yet. Oh man, that's terrible. And see, you know, with my music and you know any any film or television that I do. Um, I want to be able to open that a little bit. Okay. You know, like I, I feel that's a, a big responsibility of mine if I have already kind of experienced that and got to a certain level where I can do that. I, I feel like I, I have to help uh, the world out. Sure. Um, and yeah, dude, I uh, the mind is so amazing. Going back to um, like different species... I was watching a Neil deGrasse Tyson. Are you? Yeah, I like Neil yeah, deGrasse cool, cool, Tyson. Cool. Yeah. He said, um, there's a video out there. It's called The Most Astonishing Fact in the Universe. Uh, what is the most astonishing fact in the universe? The fact that we we could possibly be from stars that have exploded and populated the whole the whole world <laughs> it's it's pretty are they are they saying that the only potential alien form out there is humanoid is you it'd be it'd be us yeah so like they could be among us it'd make us descendants of aliens right <laughs> and i mean he goes way more in depth uh one thing that's kind of funny to me that he said is well it's not it's true and it's funny um excuse me <laughs> we share 98 percent like dna with chimpanzees yeah. So yeah. so from a chimpanzee to us, I mean, there's there's a lot that goes on there, right? Oh yeah, sure. So what is, and that's a fact. So from a chimpanzee to us, what's us to the next, the next thing, right? The next thing, right? There. Right. So um, that blows my mind every time I, I think about it. Um, I think about you know where we have came as humans, like where like think of life you know and then we are sitting here right now in 2019 on a podcast talking to each other about sure. about this you know it's right it's quite fascinating to think okay what all happened to even get to this point in time in in the universe in life you know sure and a whole bunch has happened obviously you oh know? yeah it's, it's like, a big it's a big butterfly effect right of, of just things cr- affecting things it's affecting crazy. things it is crazy things that aren't even related to what this podcast is right now right. affect things things exactly yeah yeah and i am all um my mind is always just constantly um thinking thinking about anything really right and um do you write these do you write these thoughts down anywhere um in in song i try and i try and put them into song okay as, as it, best is, as I can. is that what you meant earlier by like how you would kind of like yeah you want to inspire a exactly little bit? exactly yeah it's 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 really the only way i can do that i mean i how i think i can't really um I can't really transverse into music because it's just going to come out as sound. Sure. I have to put a word to it. Yeah. And uh, it's it's so, life is so um, amazing to me every single day. And I love it. I love living. Sure. You know, I love, and I don't, I don't want to merely exist. I, I want to live, you know, like I want to live this life. Yeah. What do you think people need to do to not merely exist, to actually live? I think everyone is entitled to live their life as a life sure not as an existence sure but how do you do that do what you love to do yeah i think i think often um we grow up and get older and older mm-hmm. and um society's structures start to structure our own mind and you start getting into um 
what I like to call a fixed mindset. Yep. Yeah, and it's it. Um, with a fixed mindset, there's just really no growth there because there's a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And if you're in a fixed mindset, you're not actually learning anything, which is a huge uh, um, detriment to your growth, I would imagine. And um, to really just live, you you should do what you love to do. You know, don't don't conform. You know, and I know people are gonna put you down and people are going to say it can't happen and this and that. And at the end of the day, it is literally just words. You have the ability to take that in and do anything you want with it. So I would imagine um, just doing what you love to do. Oh, yeah. Do that. And you will will realize how much you're living. And don't um, expect it to be easy either. Like, that's one thing. Like it's not easy. It's never easy. Anything never worth easy. it is never easy. I would, you know. Like, you know what? Thank you for mentioning that 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 factoid that it's it's not easy. No. It's not. Um, I think so many different things in my life. I, I I look back to it and I think like, how many things have I just quit? Like, does that daunting thought ever like cross your mind? It does. Yes. I, I think it about does. that. I think about like, how many things have I quit, and what would have happened if I stuck with it? You know. Oh, now don't get me wrong. I have like plenty of accomplishments. I'm not a sure, quitter. Sure, sure. You know, my by nature, I think I've I've done a lot of things that are that are pretty remarkable. And I think you have too. People on the podcast are on this because they do remarkable things. But, uh, yeah, I also think about like the things I quit. Like, like I I, I was telling my girlfriend about this recently. I was like, hey, I I know I just took a big risk in my life because that I did just recently take a major career risk in my life just mm-hmm. recently. Okay. Um, but I'm worried I'm a quitter. And for starters, she's remarkable because she made it a point to say that sometimes you have to quit things in order to grow. Sure. And that's true because a lot of those things I did quit in my life helped me grow. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is that there are other, there, there's, I guess you could say there's productive quitters and there's counterintuitive quitters. Sure. Right? Sure. Sure. So I I don't know just that daunting thought that that kaleidoscopes on itself a little bit right just freaks me out sometimes yeah like just what the possibility right. could have been you're looking at a graveyard right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's a it's an interesting thought man I um I try not to quit whenever possible I I I try and work all the kinks out. Sure. In anything that I do. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to stop playing basketball. I just physically couldn't anymore. Right. I, and I, I hate being injured. So, I mean, other than that, though, I, I really, um, I, I don't believe, I believe that uh, there's a saying, it's, uh, you stay around the barber uh, shop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. I like that. You yeah. Know, it's just like, um, people will weed themselves out. And what eventually happens if you can go through the trials and tribulations, the ups and downs, the highs and lows of whatever it is you're going after, you're just going to end up um, staying. Yeah, if I mean, if you're not, if you didn't quit, then you're still there. Right. And you can imagine, especially out here in Hollywood and, you know, the amount of people that come every single day and leave every single day. Mm-hmm. Like personally for me, I've seen waves of people. I've been here for about 11 years. 
So I've seen waves and waves and waves of different people who wanted to do it and then quit. Wanted to do it and quit. But you've been here. I've been here the whole time. And it I'm sounds not, like you're due for a haircut. I am due for a haircut. Maybe. In re- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. In re- I, I might actually. Uh, oh, no, no. Not literally. <laughs> no, no. no I, um, Just referencing the barbershop metaphor. No, I like that so much. No, most definitely. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, even no, with my dreadlocks, though, it's fun that you say that. I, um, I might even be um, okay with cutting them. Given what? the given the right role, yes, most definitely. Okay, okay, for given a role, role, I see. For sure, yeah, yeah that, okay. and that's really the only thing. Okay. Other than that, like they're not going anywhere. But given the right role, I will definitely um, cut them. I'm I'm using them kind of as an experiment in in um, Hollywood to see what kind of roles I could get with them. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually what I'm doing now. I'm in this like six month um, talent talent uh, development kind of thing um it started about three months ago and it's going till november and i'm trying to see what i can actually land with like you know facial hair and and dreadlocks right so you, so the i know the dreadlocks aren't aren't a normal thing for you but the but the facial hair isn't normal either um no i, I yeah i was always pretty clean shaved nice to work at abercrombie and fitch I, <laughs> okay. yeah, i'm not it's not something i'm all proud about but they always made us clean shaven so i was like that for a while yeah, okay and then i guess when i got the uh the jim carrey bug i was like wait a minute like <laughs> I, this doesn't make sense i'm growing my hair out i I'm going to be, I'm going back to my roots or, or whatever you want to call it. You know, I'm going to be, uh, um, what's his name? Tom Hanks in Castaway. I, oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Do you have a volleyball? No. <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> that was such an amazing movie. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Tom Hanks is a great actor, too. Yeah. I, I think he's the only person I could think of that's ever fallen in love with an inanimate object. Oh, right. You know? <laughs> But like actually convinced you convinced, that he was in love, yeah, love with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm all for films. Going on to, to films, like I, I see the the nice uh, pictures of films. Yeah, so you have a Marlon Brando picture. Yeah, over that's here. Uh, that's my favorite movie on the waterfront over there. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's that poster right there is uh, all the kids in my thesis class in college. They... So you went to San Francisco State University? Yes, sir. So That's why I know the Bay Area. So that's how you know the Bay Area. Yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so are you familiar with Vallejo? I mean, I'm sure you... I've never been there. Did you ever... Okay, so um, the Marine World. Okay. Marine World. Have you ever been there, the one in the Bay Area? Uh, no. There's like, a, there's like a Six Flags, I'm sorry. It used to call it Marine World. Uh, no, I've been to Great America. Great America, okay. Yeah. So, um, that's cool. I didn't, okay, so then, yeah, you're, you're all, uh, you know all about San Francisco. I love that city, man. Yeah, cool. you know, I, I, uh, I lived there for four years, um, and, and I've, I've mentioned, I think I mentioned this actually in the last episode with Ryan Taylor. Guys, mm-hmm. go check that out. Nice little plug-in of mine just now. Um, <laughs> uh, when I was, before moving to San Francisco, the world was very large to me. Okay. But that's. Because, like, I'm an only child in the suburbs. Sure. And then suddenly I went to San Francisco in college, and the world was, like, a thousand times bigger. Oh, and, I, I and then I came that. back from college, back to Thousand Oaks, uh, and life was life was small. Really? And I, I got claustrophobia just from walking in the street. Ooh. You know? Wow. Some, some nights, you know... It's a I, huge culture shock. Right? I don't think my parents know this, but, like, some nights I would, like, come home late at night, either from, like, a friend's house, or maybe I got, like, a PA gig that I came home late too because the PAs are the last ones on set and um as soon as the car would stop the world felt felt very still hmm. and I would stand out of my car and I would stand in the middle of the street because I know I knew no cars were coming and I just wanted to see 
what it felt like to stand in a place where people don't typically stand. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe it's a suburb, so maybe there are kids playing in those streets and whatnot, but who just walks in the middle of a street just to be where feet don't normally go? And I, I remember feeling this cathartic experience, and it seemed like nothing in the whole entire world could affect me. And then finally, when I'd get cold enough, I'd just go inside. Go inside. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. I, I had moments like that, and those are the moments where being in a nice, still world that was quiet, where nothing ever happens, was nice. Nice. Right. Yeah. So you got the best of both worlds. I, I did get the best of both worlds. And then now you're here in Hollywood. And now, now I'm here in Hollywood. In Hollywood. And yeah. I'm sure that, that world is its own planet in itself. Oh, like. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny, because that, that's a bubble in, in a way, because I think... Uh, a lot of people living in Hollywood expect the world to be like Hollywood. Yeah. And it's not. No, not I, I would like to see uh, more L.A. natives uh, open their eyes to, to being in, like, middle America somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I traveled Europe for two months. That was another moment that I realized how big the world is. Oh, wow. And um, that was after college. And um, I've always wanted to go to England, man. I, I'm still due for an England. Hey, England's all right, man. I think you'll have a good time. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's That's a good time. See, I, yeah. I, tell me more. Like, I love, I love, I love Europe. I, sure. I, wanna, I definitely want to visit there. Sure. Yeah. Um, Amsterdam. Oh, Amsterdam's great. Did you go there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I uh, started in the UK, and then we went down the Mediterranean with my friends, and then we went up through uh, Italy into. Austria and then Germany. Oh wow! And then from Germany into Amsterdam. Okay. And then from Amsterdam to Paris. Wow. Paris to uh, back to London for a little bit, and then to Israel. Then to wow. Israel. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That sounds like a hell of a ride. It uh, was a gorgeous time. It was a gorgeous time, man. I've only um, been to Jamaica. Oh, I've been to Jamaica and parts of Mexico, but Jamaica's amazing. Because your father's from there, right? Uh, no, no, no. Um, my my father's actually a Rastafarian. Got so it. So he's not necessarily Jamaican. Got it. Um, but he's a Rastafari, and he he adopted that um, form of thinking. And for those for those of us who don't exactly know what a Rastafari is, including my na- naive self, what is a Rastafari? Um, they believe that uh, a man named Haile Selassie was um, the last descendant of Jesus Christ. Oh, so. And I, I believe if you do some history, it, it may or not be true. You know, I'm not one to debate religion. That's like like three of the main topics I don't debate is sports, religion, and um, sports, religion, and um, what's the other one? And politics, just because it's like a never ending, never ending battle, never ending yeah. debate. It's and, a rabbit hole. Yeah. 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 So, um, but like, basically, uh, they believe that he's the last descendant of Jesus Christ, living, or he was. So it put him in this like imperial power because you know you're so related to the Jesus, yeah. right? And um, they believe that um, not cutting their hair, so that's why most of them will have dreadlocks and facial hair. This isn't the reason why I do. Maybe sure. subconsciously, maybe my dad made a little influence. Okay, that's so much. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they, you know, obviously smoking ganja. Um, herb using mm-hmm. herbals. I, I'm gonna use the term herb, and um, just really uh, enlightening their self with themselves. It's almost it's very similar to all religions. Maybe could tie into each other. It's just very it's like a peaceful living. You know, they don't really they're not really after too many, too much materialistic things. Sure, it's just more of all. It's about self. 
Yeah. And 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 loving thyself and loving uh, um, the next person. You know, like they don't really. They're not violent. You know, it's just very very easygoing. It's a it's a it's a lifestyle actually. Yeah. yeah. My dad has been a Rasta for was a Rasta for thirty years. Um, he recently passed away. I'm sorry to hear it's that. It's okay. You know, uh, his time was for him, and then it's my time now. I love if that. That makes sense. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so uh, he he was a great man, and his ideals were his um, his dreadlocks were sixty feet long. He had sixty foot sixty foot long dreadlocks. You mean like if you cut them and you put them next like, to each other? I mean, when he takes them, because he has to put them in a hat. They were so long that when he took them out, I mean, they just they they would drag on the ground. They were just like. I've never heard of that, dude. It's it was nuts when I found out they were that long because they measured them, and uh, sixty feet. Yeah, feet, feet, sixty feet long. What the heck, dude? I'm just like, man. You... How heavy was that? It was. I would imagine it's probably pretty heavy. Yeah, he, th- he had to put him in a hat. Yeah, he can just like Did that hurt his neck over time. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, maybe that, that's wild though. I, it I, is. Wild. I got. I gotta respect the commitment. Yeah, that's gnarly. Yeah, he. Uh, he was very, very much so committed to you know his his beliefs, and uh, you know just a very positive man. I could honestly say that's where I get some of my positivity most of my positivity and uh um like uh like a free spirit from was him yeah um just a great person was could get along with anybody you know when we went out to san francisco or the bay area berkeley or you know anywhere he always knew people it was kind of crazy like literally i grew up and he'd be like he'd be like uh hey son you always ask me why i always know everybody huh and i'd be like yeah and he'd just start chuckling like (laughs) Like even out here in LA, like he, a lot of people knew him too, and just a very, very, very great guy. So that's so interesting. I, I give a lot of props to to my father, most sure. definitely Ray Wood. Actually, was his name yeah. Ray Wood. Ray Charles Wood. He was named after Ray Charles, the pianist. Wow. Yeah, that's great. I don't know the story of that. I gotta, I gotta ask my grandmother. Um, I I hope that Ray Charles is one of the many people that knew your father. Right? That'd be some, neat. Something, some, I mean, like, apparently they must have loved Ray Charles and parted with him or whatever. Sure. Enough to name their son after him, so. Yeah. I, I well, Ray Charles is great. I get it. He was an amazing artist. Yeah. Yes, he was. He was. He a was. Blind. Blind artist. And <laughs> could play a piano, like, like, that's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, the, um... The kind of intuitiveness of blind people when they get blind, all the other senses just go crazy. I know. I you know. Isn't that? It's the mind. It's so fascinating. Like, yeah. what the heck? If there was one sense that you could cut off to to accomplish that, what would it be? Well, I, I, I loved, I need to hear, I probably, probably speaking. I probably just wouldn't say a word. I'd probably just take a vow of silence. Like, okay. yeah, like a vow of silence, like a freaking Buddhist monk or something. Sure, sure. Because I, I, I want to see. I got. I want to be able to see. And I, I need to listen to everything. And then I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't talk. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I would, I would like to, like to do like a retreat. Like they have like those, those tech detox retreats or like, just like society detox retreats. Oh yeah. Where you don't speak and you're in nature. No phones. No, no phones, technology. No technology. And you're out there just, I guess, living life. I, I don't know how they work, if there's like a program, but also how do you how do you create a program without communicating? Maybe there's no program. You just exist. Right. Maybe that's it. I, I actually do that one time a year. My wife and I, I'm actually married. Shout out to my wife, Trinity Heil. Beautiful name. Yes. 
uh, Trinity, 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 that like the holy, it's, yeah, she's an amazing woman. Very cool. Um, we actually go on a camping trip every year. Really? It's like kind of our thing, yeah. And we just go out and, what'd you call it? A, uh, like a technological, technological detox. detox. Yeah, and we literally go up there. It's actually um, in Southern California. Sure. It's up in Altadena. Altadena. Um, it's a place called Miller Trail campgrounds i hope i didn't give away the secret but it's an amazing place so i don't care <laughs> okay. more people should should focus on this and, and realize what's here and not just be all in the the bullshit right right um but it's amazing it's like there's a campground there's like a creek that you right by your tent so when you sleep you just hear this ever-flowing creek sound with like nature sounds and it beautiful so much for you there's a waterfall there that you can hike to it's like a real life waterfall. I remember. Really? Yeah, I remember one time we went there, and this guy had like an actual wolf, like, and the wolf was just—he was like holding the wolf in the water, and it was so majestic. I was like, "That's a wolf under a waterfall. This is like a scene out of the Twilight Zone, or not the Twilight Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like this is so amazing, and and I love those. Um, it's those kinds of times in life that I really cherish. You know, the times in nature, away from. From uh, from every everything that I don't think was supposed to be us, but we became adapted to, you know, yeah. you know, you know. Um, I think they say when you're out in the forest, it boosts your IQ like something crazy because you're you're actually using your mind. Like me, like sure. I go find my own wood. I don't like like bringing wood when I go camping. I like going out in the forest and lumberjacking it. You know, right. getting my own wood, cooking my own food. Right. You know, I and, and it does something for your IQ. Like, it's like, you're actually thinking now, like, outside the box. You're not just in sure. your phone, head down. And uh, I love that. I, I, I love it. That's well, something that I will probably do my whole, my whole life. You actually just gave me an idea. Have you ever heard of Primitive Technology? Primitive Technology. It's a YouTube channel. Um, I've been down so many rabbit holes. I probably have. Okay. I probably so have at some point. Yeah. It, I, guess it's, I guess Primitive Technology is a hobby okay. where a guy will go out there in nature, have like a secluded area to himself. And he doesn't have any tools. So what does he do? He makes his own tools. He makes his own axe. And then from that axe, he's able to cut down a tree. And then from that cut down tree, he's able to make a shelter. And then from creating a shelter, he's able to create a fire pit. Or or even, even more so, he's able to create a chimney. And then in that chimney, he starts a fire to keep him warm overnight. And he, he builds this all himself. And like the next week, he comes back and he creates a yam a uh, yam farm hmm. and then the next week after that like he he goes through this whole entire process the entire like his whole entire series is how to make these different things with literally just your hands starting from hands and working to other things I, and, and man imagine imagine how that could tie into like business or just like life in itself just right using that kind of um platform or, or so process so I, my idea is a whole entire uh Maybe maybe you have to take classes to lead up to this, but sure. like the whole entire point is a societal detox or a technological detox. Where you're out by yourself, or maybe you're out with someone, and you guys have to make everything from scratch. I think that's that could be a very um, positive thing for for a mindset of human beings and oh, yeah. the progression of progression of humanity going forth. That's and that's a big thing that I'm about is like the progression of humanity. Like sure. I want I want the human. Uh, I say the human race, like I'm some fucking alien, right? <laughs> I want the human race. I want humans to literally go forward, you know. And yeah. I want, I, I want all of us to, to unite 
in some way, form, or fashion. I know we all can't just like get along and why can't I, I get that. We all have different opinions and views, but just like come together and go forward. So in five years, we're not all shitting in a fucking creek. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's like if everybody can, you know, come up with, with like one idealistic view that's so positive or a few of them that is so positive i imagine we can all do some amazing remarkable things as a human race you know like like yeah man i i i'm all for the progression of humanity completely like i and and that's why i want to do what i do I, i and music it reaches so many people it's so powerful so that's that's one of the reasons why i i love to do it and um I, I just really think that uh, that um, like humanity is amazing, but we, we have to progress. And, and there's certain things that we can do to progress. I don't believe technology kind of helped us. Maybe it has, maybe it hasn't. You know, kind of on the fence about it. What's, I mean, there's, there's so many different ways that we talk about technology not helping us, like how it's made us less social. Sure. And you even hear it in, in the statistics of millennials. Millennials are the, the high, the the group with the the lowest percentage of uh sex life that's terrible no no more kids are coming you know uh, yeah that makes sense it makes perfect sense right and it does and i guess that could be the detriment but what about you know i guess the positive outlook on it where it, it keeps everybody so close though and 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 um you're able to communicate with people. Right. Organize events. Organize events. You yeah. can promote your market, your business all the time, you know, by yourself. Um, so like I, there's, there's positives and negatives from it. I, I think Steve Jobs said that, you know, he, he only allowed his kids like 30 minutes on his Apple devices a day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Actually he did say that. That's that a true fact. I didn't know that. Yeah. 30 minutes a day. It's like, huh. dude, you guys aren't wasting your brain on this. Like I created for the rest of the world. Too. Right. <laughs> it's like, you guys, you guys are going to be humans. It tells you something, doesn't it? It does say a lot. And yeah. and I completely heard it. I'm a big fan of Steve Jobs. Yeah. Big fan of Steve Jobs and like what his 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 uh goal was. You know. He uh he had a real goal to bring people together, but you know, I guess big corporations well he was a big corporation, but it, it just it took it to another place, man. Like, I don't know. It's I think it probably started to get in that direction and then as soon as it became corporate and as soon as it uh, began to to pick up fruition in the financial world it probably changed its course a little bit yeah and especially these days with with the iphone it's you know iphone any apple product it's no longer I've about never had an iphone really i've never had one and i don't think i ever will androids for life baby you know what it, it, it's <laughs> it, 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 it could be that but it's just like why like why do people feel the need to get this new device every single year that has like three changes to it. Right, it's three like, changes and a new aesthetic, maybe. You know, it's like, is this the only conversation that we can have? Is right. about this, you know? It's yeah, like, and, I've, and I've had friends like that, that I've, I've cut them out. Right. You okay. know, where all they can talk about is the new thing they bought, That's, the new technology uh, that they have, and it's like, mm, I, keep your materialism out of my life, You know, please. and listen, listen, if you want to mater- be as materialistic as you want, if you work hard, you you can, you know, I get what you want. You worked hard for that, get it. But I, you have to understand what your mind too, though. You have to understand what it, what it could, what is possibly doing for you. Yeah. You gotta like open your eyes and 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 kind of see that, you know. 
Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like iPhones are like this, uh, I don't know. Someone told me that they, uh, they have like everybody, they're tracking everybody on it or they're file. Everybody who has an iPhone literally has an eye looking at them. Oh, it's very <laughs> true. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, like big, that, bro- it's not even just iPhones though. It's Androids and Android technology. Too. See, ah, see, people, people are, people are paranoid about like, like right, right next to me is my laptop and there's a camera on the top um, for like when I want to Skype someone. Right. But, like, someone can easily tap in and, and start looking at me. And yes. suddenly they just see me in my profile as I'm podcasting. It's so interesting. Man. You know? And But at, at this point, I've decided there are so many eyes in this world that you either just have to get com- – it, it's almost like a challenge and right. confidence. So right. it's like sure. it's like how many things can you do that is kind of embarrassing in front of a lens when it's not on – uh, and still feel comfortable. Still feel comfortable. And I know it's a really weird challenge, and maybe mm-hmm. I I don't necessarily condone this behavior. Like, don't just do things in front of your camera because that can still bite you in the ass in the future. Sure. But like, there's so much paranoia built around it that I just I would just rather live my life and be confident in and and learn 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 self confidence through that way when it comes to to body image. Right. Uh. I've I've grown confident with my voice. I have a lot of friends. I used to be this way myself that couldn't stand hearing themselves uh, in a recording of any kind. Oh. And because of this podcast, that's another thing that like built my confidence. It's like, oh, okay, wait, I actually don't sound as bad now that I'm three episodes in. Sure, that's such a relief. Thank God, you know. That's and that's amazing, actually. Yeah, uh, you really got you jumped over that little uh, little uh, tightrope. Yeah, it definitely is a tightrope. It but. That's that's the thing about technology though. It's a it's a double edged sword. Yeah, it is. Because like you said, it does bring people together. You know, like... is it technology now too, or is it social media? Great question. Because well, they they tie hand, their hand hand in hand. hand because like let's say let's say the iPhone never exists, right? Okay. And let's say we didn't do a phenomenal job in advancing our phone tech, and we're still using flip phones, right? Okay. You know how I'd find out about the guitar meetup group. Is I would be walking on the street, okay. and I would see stapled so on a on a, on a telephone pole, yeah, right, uh-huh. like this thing mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, come every Thursday to this house, and we're gonna play guitar together." And I'd be like, "Uh, okay." Definitely a double edged sword, yeah. De- definitely a double edged sword. Mm-hmm. It definitely is a lot more comfortable when you find something on Meetup. Um, you know, I think that uh, I, there's a there's a great friend of mine who I want to bring on this podcast. Shout out to Don Allen Stevenson the third, who is. Uh, kind of whether he knows it or not is kind of pioneering uh, social media use of AI and augmented reality mm. in some degree anyway. Okay. But he uh, he's he's huge into augmented reality. He's using that a lot more. He's using it for marketing. He's working freelance work outside of his full time job at DreamWorks. He's a really remarkable guy. Okay. Um, and he talks about that all the time. He talks about uh, technology being the great thing for us where it advances business it advances uh advances our ability to to learn things Mm -hmm. and then on the flip side it also can cause depression yeah most definitely and it can dehumanize us sure whether you realize it or not it can devalue us as people so would you say that everything just in moderation that'd just be like a, a like a simple a simple life hack yeah yeah simple life hack along with uh do as to others as you do unto yourself, do you know? Yourself, sure. And you talked earlier about, like, what's the one thing that will drive humanity forward? I mean, I think those two principles would just take us a long way if we did that. Sure. Most definitely. Would you? Do you think that um, 
I don't know, I have this this weird theory that we're actually the most uh, intelligent civilization that has ever existed, like right now. You think we are? We are. Like not the ancient Egyptians, not the Mayans, none of that. Because we actually have more than they, uh, they had. Like if we wanted to build a pyramid right now with those stones, I feel like we could do it. A pyramid? Like a pyramid. Like, well, you could 3D print it. 3D print it. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh my God. Like that. Like that's that's more advanced than than the Egyptians. Like right. a 3D freaking anything. Right. I'm I'm uh I was recently uh I recently found out then maybe about like five years, seven years maybe. Um, like we're gonna be able to 3D print anything. Like you'll have this device in your house, like if you, I mean it's it's a little obsolete like if you're just like hey i want to play if you have a whole bunch of plates but just the idea of it is like right yeah man let me just 3d print a mug really fast and you know it's like <laughs> whoa 3d print some pyramids is fucking out out this world and um to think how they did it is quite remarkable to me um quite fascinating yeah um i don't know how they did it um me going to egypt and seeing the pyramids is Another big, big goal of mine, mm-hmm. just to feel that energy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have this obsession with pyramids. I, I don't know if it's a good, good or bad thing. I they, just like any time I, I, I look at a pyramid or think about it, it's like, ah, oh, man, what the fuck happened? Like, <laughs> how did this shit get here? And it's like people can't really tell me. Well, the architecture behind them is pretty remarkable. But I think you are right. I don't think you are right. I know you're right in saying that. We are the most advanced civilization out there. By far. And you want to know why? Because we're in the information era. Information. Is that, that tied with the golden era? Is that like the same thing? No, no, no. no. Uh, the golden era. God, what was it? I don't know. Someone in the comments leave what the what the golden era was. I can't remember what that, what okay. that was. <laughs> okay. But the information age, most definitely. We, yeah. are, in, we are in the information age because not only are we able to pass information faster than ever before, but... I've said this to friends before. I don't think I've said this, said this on the podcast yet. Nowadays, there was no excuse not to know something at all. Like Literally. you can just look it up. But, hey Google. But yes. But back in the day, right? Back in the old days, not even that far ago, not not, not that far that long ago, you had to walk to a library and use. You could either use one of their computers or you could uh, go through the uh, the Dewey Decimal System of of books out there and just try to find the right book and then read the entire book until you figured out what you're trying to find that one fact. And that was only like 20 years ago, right? Right. That's just mind blowing to me. It is my, and it's like, okay, so we're here now. Let's just, we're here now and I can just look it up and then I go on Wikipedia and then I, I find like the little like highlighted blue parts and I read just that one sentence and boom, I'm done. That took five minutes. Let's tack 10 years onto that. Right. It's like Fuck, man. We're in the future. Yeah. That's another reason what, why I keep my music the way it is. Okay. So it's like, I always want to keep this original kind of feeling. You know, like, I, I know we're advancing. I know this mm-hmm. for a fact. And, like, if you don't want to advance, you're going to get left behind. That's just how it works. That's literally how it works. It's going to work. Actually, how it works and it's how it's going to work. I feel. My personal opinion. But me keeping this guitar and 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 keeping the old the old sounds, it's like it's I'm keeping the I'm keeping the um how do I say this? Like I'm keeping the balance. 
you know, of like going forward and 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 um, remembering the past. Sure, it's authentic. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, like, oh man, the future just seems so. I'm so excited. I you can't help but get excited for it. Yeah, and and people that don't, it's like I don't think you're getting it. I don't think your mind is. Is, has reached a level because like it's super exciting right it, it's super fucking exciting flying it's, cars it's incredibly it's incredibly exciting and then you you suddenly remember that it's still daunting with your music how do you keep that rich authentic sound while not getting left behind while not getting left behind you have it's about what you listen to daily so like what music you listen to daily will ultimately like kind of transverse into what you're playing like you'll you'll be able to hear it, you know. So I would ima- I would just uh, I would um not imagine, but suggest that people like open their minds up to different types of music, and listen to different type types of music. Don't don't be so um one track minded or one genre minded. Like I know rap and hip hop is very popular right now. I'm I I love it. You know, I grew up on rap and hip hop. I I love artists. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But like I'm not gonna listen to that. All day, every day. It gets exhausting. I'm going to go back and keep my mind there too and then come back. It's like, you know, go back. Fucking time traveling. Yeah. What the fuck, man? That's what it kind of seems like. It is kind of remarkable that music can do that. Yeah. It's crazy. As someone who is a director and writer, I sometimes fear that movies are going to become an old, like, pastime medium. Sure. And I'm especially having a harder and harder time these days going into movie theaters. Mm -hmm. Because the etiquette that people... Like, I never thought that you would need an etiquette for watching a movie in a theater. But you totally do. Right. Like, I go in there and someone, like, an aisle down, like, turns on their phone. And it's distracting because suddenly I see, like, this bright light at the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're just texting away, like, no big deal. Uh, people fall asleep in theaters and they start snoring next to me. And I've had to, like, wake up a stranger before and be like, hey, wake the it's fuck like, hey, up. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's on, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> You my know? my mom had a had an ex boyfriend. I hope she doesn't kick my ass. <laughs> um, he he he. This guy had um, narcolepsy. <laughs> so she, I dude, she's probably she'll probably laugh when she hears this. This guy, like, he would have like this holster of Red Bulls. <laughs> like, a holster of a Red Bulls. Holster. So like, if he, cause like narcolepsy, if you just like sit down yeah. for a second, you're fucking passed out. Yeah. So like, we went to the movies. One time he he obviously passed out, but it was just like he had this holster of Red Bull. <laughs> so like anytime he's feeling a little little tired, just up oh, crack me a Red Bull right here, <laughs> get get a little little boost. That's amazing. <laughs> it's so ever, funny. Do you ever like? I mean, I feel like with that you could make a whole entire skit about like he's narcoleptic, he's out. So you just like kind of like very quietly like take the Red Bull out of his holster, you crack, crack. it open, you pry his jaw open just it, a little bit, and then you just start to like report it. Report it. Oh, back to normal. Oh, <laughs> what I miss? Oh, oh, well, uh, well, the Susie just jumped off, you know, whatever. Right. That's funny as hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my oh that's gosh. great. Yeah. I, uh, movie theaters, man, and movies. I don't know, man. They're, we're going in such an interesting way. I, what movies are popular to you, right? Like, where do you think the the, the way of mu- movies are going? Like, film? Like, is it... Like, where is it going? Like, so, I don't know if I'm seeing any yeah. like, great films being made. Like, well, so, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Well, so there's a lot of... There's still a lot of really great films. You have... I, I, I mentioned Tarantino a second ago, but, uh, you know, Tarantino, he's called an artur. And artours are references to uh, the artists in the film industry from, I would say, the 
uh, neorealistic era of film uh, where people were just trying out their own styles and becoming the pioneer of these styles. Sure. To tell, uh, to tell stories in a concept that hasn't been told before where you don't necessarily need closure or maybe the camera angles are different, etc. You know, mm-hmm. every director mm-hmm. has their own twist. Mm-hmm. Jean Renoir is considered a great artur of French cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have, uh, I, I would say, the today's modern era artur is Quentin Tarantino. Um, I mean, also, you could say Martin Scorsese is. and uh, It's like those are the two that just yeah, pop into mind. I right. Think, so. But in terms of cinema as a whole and where it's going, I think... In the very near future, I will say five years, VR movies are going to be a thing. You didn't just say that. I did just say that. That is su- Oh my god, I, that I, is. F- I actually take it back. Less than less than five years because I already like so with the Lion King remake movie, they put that movie together like it was a video game. I don't know if you you heard about how they made that. I, movie. I didn't. I saw it. I watched it with uh my wife and two do- uh one of my daughters, but I didn't know that right it's a beautiful it's a beautifully shot movie but they put that movie together instead of it being just a 3d model they actually put it together as if they're putting together a video game and so now they have all this data now the movie's done movies out of theaters they have all this uh data and information that went into the the making of this film that they it's like how do you what are we going to do with it now so what jean favreau is currently considering uh, or are currently working on is making a VR experience out of Lion King. Oh man! With that National Geographic element oh, to it that he gosh. put into it, and oh, that's just so cool to me. That is amazing. See, and that's more excitement for the future. It's right. like, what more can we do? Right. Freaking a shit ton, I'd imagine. So it's we're on the brink of having VR films, but in the meantime, films are focusing on postmodern writing okay so films that are aware that they are films okay so like deadpool for example okay always breaking the fourth wall always talking to the audience right Right. that's postmodern writing but you also have like rick and morty uh total satire on nihilism man that and um, that show is blows it's only for smart people that's when when someone uh one of my brothers actually from back home told me about that show he he's freaking in love with it he's like bro it's only for smart people it's only for smart people like it's for smart it's it's smart it's a smart cartoon right to get me to watch it because like i'm not gonna waste my time with anything it's It's a it's a really smart it is concept and it's trippy and it's the one episode uh, where like they duplicate themselves on other planets. Oh yeah, that 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 kind of blows my mind. It trips <laughs> me out. Because what if that can happen here, or what if we can somehow find a way to maybe clone ourselves and popular and make a whole a whole freaking new society government? Yeah, like just, the dude. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, I'm pretty sure we, we we're cloning right now. We have been <laughs> so it. It's, it's, oh man. See, this is why my mind just cannot be so surface level. Like, it's just right. too much to consider. Sure. You know, this life is, there's just too much to consider. It's too much interesting shit that for me to just be like, oh yeah, what the hell is on Facebook? Oh, right. you just had a nice, uh, you got a nice pudding. Oh, cool key lime pie. <laughs> like, like, uh, come on, man. Like, tell me something. Right. Make my brain think a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. Like I love humans who make my brain think. Sure. Like if if you're not making me think, it's kind of it's, I get bored. Yep. I get very bored. Yep. And um, oftentimes when I get bored, my my mind starts hearing music. <laughs> it's like 
like you're talking but like music is like playing in my head and i'm just looking at you like yeah yeah and the whole time i'm just hearing like a fucking like chord progression of mine or some other song you know it's just (laughs) like yeah it's not really fucking all that but yeah, I'm I'm so into this, dude. Like, right. Wow. I get the same way. I Speaking feel like today I'm so enlightened after this conversation that like I'm about to go and create some crazy shit. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, man. that really yeah, means a lot, dude. That, yeah, man. Like, I feel like <laughs> I feel so inspired right now. That's so cool. Yeah, I love it. So, speaking of your inspiration, I you know you brought your guitar, and yeah. I saw that in your case, <laughs> I saw that in your case you have some. Uh, poetry or, and some some it's, music uh, that you've written. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's my notebook. <laughs> I, I was had... wondering if you'd be willing to share anything with us. Yeah, most definitely, man. Um, I th- right here, just a few of my songs that I wrote for when I eventually um drop my album. Okay. Um, this is, I'm in no way, shape, or form trying to rush this this genius, this creative genius, and and you know like um. I, again, I'm no, but there's also a lot of business stuff that I have in here, like uh, a lot of business notes that I took. Um, for example, what's in here? I think I have Bill Gates' top rules for success. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bill Gates' top rules for success, and like this is a billionaire, so like I'm obviously gonna listen to him and anything that he has to say. Do you mind if I share it? Please do. So, his first. His first um, rule for success is have a sense of humor, which makes perfect sense, man. Because it's like, if we're doing business together, I literally can't have it just being this dull, business-like. It's like, no, we're going to laugh, have fun. We're going to make fun out of this, man, and then make money, too. It's like, we're going we're gonna to have fun. We're going to, you know, it's like, you can't just be all serious. Hell yeah. That's lame. That's fucking lame. Yeah, I agree. Um, don't procrastinate. Which um, I can either disagree or agree with because Steve Jobs had a thing and he said procrastination is sometimes key because sometimes it's not ready. I agree with it's that. It's not ready. Yeah. So procrastination is is uh, beneficial Okay. for it the final product to be fucking great. It probably depends on the person and how their right. brain works. Sure. But I, I like that. I sure. like that a lot. It's definitely interesting. Yeah. Um, the third one is pick good people. Mm-hmm. Depending, you pick good people. And, and oh, man, it's so key. Everything he says is key ask for advice big one play bridge now that's a game i've never played have you played that one no i've never played bridge either i i I like a lot of board games but i i play bridge okay play bridge um enjoy what you do yes um create the future work hard put two exclamation points after that one yep um have a bad influence have a bad influence. Have a bad influence. What can you elaborate on that one? I would imagine, I would think that having a bad influence will show you everything not to do. Ha- show you everything not to do. So it's worth keeping around. Okay. I'm confused. So like so Bill Gates, he had this one um ceremony or he had this one speech and he was like, you know, like I dropped out of college. But like look at me. So the all the students can look at him as a bad influence cuz like we're not dropping out of college we're obviously in the stands listening to you speak to us you know but you're a bad influence in a sense where like you dropped out so it's like what did you do what happened with you that I can learn from right and and go further okay so having a bad influence in your life is showing you everything not to do which is great and you got to pick the bad influence though it's like 
Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not going to be like some drug addict off the street who's fucking sleeping on the ground. Like, no, no way. It's not even a bad thing. It's fucking terrible. Sure, like, sure. But like, you know, maybe maybe this guy who dropped out of school, um, fucking lost his job or this. Any, that's, I mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's sure. a fucked up story. Yeah. Sure. Um, and the last one that he says is have energy. Have energy. Energy, energy, energy. Um, Tesla... Yeah. He said, um, if you want to understand the universe, you have to understand these three things. Three remarkable, simple things. It's um, energies, vibrations, and frequencies. <laughs> and that we all, like, have that within ourselves. Like, we're just, we're, all, we're like a ball of electricity. Like, our there's so much electricity in our bodies, and it puts off energy. And energy is so amazing. I try myself, if you can't tell already. <laughs> yeah. That like yeah. <laughs> energy is is uh is so important. You know, have you ever been around somebody who's just like low energy and you're feeling so good? It's like ah oh yeah all the time. God, all that the is time. so lame. Like I gotta get out of here. Like, yeah. I, I have to. I, I there's no way I can stay here with your energy as low as it is and mine as high as it is. It's mm-hmm. just not gonna work. Yeah. It's like trying to put like a a negative and positive together. Like a battery, you know, just like, what's that little thing in the middle that won't let them connect? Like, right. it's, like <laughs> it's like energy. Like, fuck. Well, thank you for sharing that, man. Yeah, I man, it. for sure, dude. That's Bill Gates, uh, top rules for success. Yeah. Absolutely. He's a great guy, too. And I wish you nothing but success. I definitely want to take some of those principles to myself. Thank you. If someone on the other end listening to this right now wanted to reach out to you to cast you to get you to help them uh, collaborate with music whatever it is what's the best way to reach out to you um mostly through social media my social media handles um instagram is kianja wood um i also have a facebook um which is kianja wood <laughs> and most of my handles are kianja wood uh one cool thing that i have done in the process i'm googleable so if you just type in my name kianja wood uh in google it'll bring up everything it makes it pretty easy to, to find me and um yeah uh, my email is kwood716 at gmail.com and uh i'm open for for anything positive and successful all that information will be displayed in the description of this episode and finally kianja the question i ask everybody on the show what will you be famous for i will most likely be famous for my detailed my my attention to detailed acting roles and my creatively innovative music kiyaja wood ladies and gentlemen thank you so much thank you podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com